with science by definition allows for more than one opinion, otherwise you merely have the will of one man, which is the basis of cult. If it's not in the frame, it doesn't exist. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I am usually... Where you been? Drunk. Wendy? <laughs> Darling? Light of my life. Oh! What is your one purpose in life? To explode, of course. I like death with sex. How about you, Casey? You like sex with death? Yes, yeah, so fuck off and die. Are you <laughs> fucking sorry. ready, bud? Uh, I'm just I'm I'm posting my I'm posting my wonderful review on the letterbox for everybody to see because uh, I want to talk about how great I love uh, uh, I love this movie. You wait until we're and... recording before I get to see it. See, you <laughs> I, have you have going uh-huh. in kind of my opinion on the movie based on my letterbox review, and I'm going in fucking blind, dude. Yeah, I you never don't know what I I'm never thinking. know what you're thinking. I, but okay, okay, hun. I think that we've been doing this long enough I that you know. pretty much I, know I exactly what I how I feel about this movie. We were Gat and I were talking shit on <laughs> on the Discord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he dropped the first end ball. We're like, oh god, where's Jordan? <laughs> yeah, for, but oh my god, See, I know. Can we just right gonna... off the top, right off the top, can we just get on that? That's like we Reservoir Dogs. It's so unnecessary. It feels so awkward and dumb. This movie. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Make, it a, makes more sense. It's a it's a 1970s nineteen. It, this movie's made uh, in 1970, 1971. Well, a movie. racist cop who would have thunk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. A, a it's nineteen seventy in like Brooklyn. Yeah, uh, everyone was saying the N word with without any hesitation. Yeah. So it just like I don't know. It's so funny. It, like, it did. It, just, it did it suit like, it. It did like. Yeah, it did give you a yeah. level because it's like. Well, this is the cult of cinema knowledge podcast. Oh, oh yeah, welcome. That's Jordan well, no, and, and there's less there's less racism in this movie than Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, so, maybe. Yeah, probably. I mean, not no, not really. Not but, actively yeah. because ra- it's like everyone's <laughs> actively racist. But it's just like it goes to show yeah. the uh, I don't know, like the flawed characters because it's like you don't really root for Popeye. Like <laughs> you know Ooh. what I mean? I'm not really uh, rooting I, for anyone in this movie. And I think that. I think I at least like my my opinion on that is it was it was uh, purposeful that they were trying yeah. to just kind of portray these cops authentically and like but like also like it's the fact that you I mean you probably know this and everyone in podcast land if you're just learning this the first time I've just learned this recently because I just looked it up and there's a lot of history about this movie out there and it is it is like, it's like one of those like based off well, police yeah, cases. I didn't like know 90%, it was like based on of the, a true story, but it right, feels ninety like percent of the ninety percent of the actors in this are cops. Like everyone in that bar scene, they're all like ex cops or on duty, you know, whatever you know, active cops at the time. That so makes it's like sense. everybody involved in this was like really. So that's what that's what's hard is like it is pro cop, and this is basically. This is something I didn't know, and now you will learn this too. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Levi, and just everyone out there in the world. Every single movie that has a cop in it, they consult the police departments, and they get permission to use likeness and to use like to portray them. And so even if a cop is portrayed in a negative light, really? they're allowed to do that because the cops will shut it down because they have such a strong union that the cops will like – they won't let you portray a cop – too poorly and too realistically. So if you ever see a cop portrayed negatively in a film, it was crafted 
I need to way. watch. I need to so watch. It's like, so it's wild. That, that so is like, wild to me because especially like, some like some movies, some yeah. movies where it's just like it's about that, uh, uh-huh. about like the right. like you know like you think they got police a cop is like Fruitville yeah, like, Station based. It's like based on a true story, yeah. you know, about like an unarmed black guy getting shot by a cop. It's like you think they got the cops' yeah. permission to do that. What? Yes, one hundred percent. That's how fucking that's wild how it works. That's and that, yeah, it's and it's. it's I know, wild, I know right? it is with the military. I knew for sure the military right. is super butthole about it, but huh. yeah, dude, no, it, it's it's crazy to that's think like, yeah, right. It's it is very interesting. And, but anyways, it's like <laughs> it, it it gives it an authentic like perspective. I I yeah. feel like, um, and it like I actually kind of. I, I don't know. I, I'm, well, that's I get that's kind of the best part but, about this movie, honestly, but, is the right. is the gritty kind of realism. Uh, right. Especially I mean, definitely, yeah, for the era like early, early seventies because the seventies well, did a lot of that. Which yeah, exactly. This this kind of invented the tropes. But let's, anyways, let's we'll, pump, we'll hold on. Let's, let's pump the brakes. Let's <laughs> yeah. pump the brakes yeah. real quick. So yeah. um, let's go. Let's go back. We're to the doing seventies movies, and I specifically wanted to do it because it's like I love that era in film, but yet I feel like there's a lot of classics i haven't seen this being one of them you know so uh i'm glad we kind of went with this genre uh or this category and because this movie it's like the gritty vibe is kind of what the 70s became but this was like 1971 like filmed before that obviously so it's like right on the cusp is, is it friedkin right is that how you say it uh yeah this is his first like feature film that's like a he did like some documentary yeah i always forget that before because he's that most known for the exorcist which, which came out like a year later yeah, it came two out years like after this right, or something right like a couple years right? it was that, like 73 early, 74 or something like that. is it yeah right that's early 70s <laughs> and right. the exorcist is a phenomenal film and so anyways uh i just so you so we're talking about the movie the french connection <laughs> oh yeah right we haven't said it yet <laughs> uh i did write a synopsis so let's uh let me let me read it for you. It's it's Please. quick. So let's let's see. Uh, let's give it a shot for those of you who uh, may need a reminder. I mean, this movie did come out over fifty years ago. So, uh, so Jimmy Popeye Doyle and his partner Buddy Russo are a couple of hardened New York City detectives that, while out getting a drink one night, notice a young guy showing too much cash and hanging with a shady crowd. On one of his inf- uh, <laughs> on one of his infamous hunches, Popeye wants to follow the guy and see if he's linked to the city's narcotics trade. Sal, the young man in question, seems to be involved with just that. But there is little hard evidence to go on, but Jimmy is insistent. Meanwhile in France, uh, Alain and his, hit, his hitman buddy arrange to move several kilos of heroin into the U.S. using a famous TV personality to get around customs. They succeed and work their way into the underworld, where it turns out Sal is their intermediary between a larger drug syndicate. Popeye, Russo, and a couple other feds they brought onto the project follow the crew around, trying to be sneaky and failing. Annoyed with Doyle's antics, the French hitman tries to snipe him unsuccessfully from a rooftop, and a chase ensues. The hitman commandeers a train, while Jimmy steals some poor dude's car and races it across town, trying to beat the train to its final destination. He makes it to the end and blasts the guy. It never comes up again. (laughs) Popeye (laughs) connects the TV star's car to the organization and impounds it. After an exhaustive search, he is vindicated when they find a bunch of that sweet, sweet dope hidden in the frame of the car. The cops return the drugs to the car and wait for the deal to go through. 
Eventually, the entire garbage man union seems to be a part of this drug deal. And just as it's finishing up, Elaine and Sal go to leave only for Doyle and the rest of the popo to be waiting. A shootout ensues where Sal is killed. And Jimmy, as usual, just sort of drunkenly stumbles around chasing Elaine, the mastermind, but ends up shooting an FBI agent instead. <laughs> Elaine somehow escapes and Popeye and his partner are transferred. The end. Yeah. <laughs> right? I know. Yeah, I mean, it's like... I, I kind of like it, but uh, it, 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 does it, have, it feels me- kind of messy. It It's messy, but it has that, like... It has the 70s charm. There is such a... It does. It's I got think the vibe. There is, I think there's a barrier... Oh, my God. Barrier. Bar- for, bar- barrier. Bar- barrier for entry because 70s films are disjointed <laughs> and broken. Like, they... They'll like it's weird how like they capture such a realism. Yeah. Like, same with like same with like uh fucking Dog Day. It like that's based off of like a real story, like like literally like beat for beat basically. And so, well, you you tell that story, but you like you embellish and you make it cinematic, but part, like it feels so real. Yeah. That it kind of like I can see it not being as like beautifully crafted. Like I'm yeah, I'm yeah. trying to think like it like in like. If you compare it to, I don't know, a movie made in the '90s or something, where they like they get they kind of like they don't try to be as serious and tell the true story, quote unquote, of the person. They kind of embellish and they tell more of. Like, well, yeah, they bring it back around because the they had the '80s to kind yeah. of rehone it in. Because I I think right. that's why. I mean, not all movies are like this from the '70s, but I think that's part of the reason why I enjoy the '70s because we talked about previously that like. That was kind of the breakdown of like everything so tight, everything so perfect of the of like the golden age of the 40s and 50s. And then you had to live through the 60s where things started being a little bit more countercultural. And then in the 70s, you just get these raw movies that kind of don't follow the traditional three act structure that yeah. filmmaking has set up for the past half century. You know what I mean? And so that's why a movie like this, it's like I feel like by by the end of the decade, they found a cut. They kind of refined it and made it a little tighter, but it's like, even like you said, dog day is, is super loose, super it, raw. It, right. It's paced weird. Uh, I, yeah. Because the, the pacing of it's is weird, but I do like it. It's, there's it's something it, well, it's more it. about the energy. And I think that's what they realized yeah. with cinema. Yeah. Cause that's what this movie has in spades is it's like, it's oh, fucking dude. fast. That, that, like, that fucking, that, uh, soundtrack, I could it, from like, the from the credits is just like that pom, pom, and I was like pom, pom. god damn <laughs> dude, oh dude and those those sick ass so freaking does that a lot he like his zooms like in Exorcist especially those like sick ass like forty five second zooms where it's just the slowest like, yeah. on like nothing really like it doesn't really have it's any just significance too, because it's just a guy walking and, and then, that's like, what's great the zoom is just like it's like the zooms like literally like like 40 blocks well, away that's the thing it's like <laughs> the it. 70s vibe which is what yeah. i'm digging is because it's like they're going a little bit more gorilla they're shooting in the city oh it'll they, it's all they're yeah. just it's everything all, no shot permit. <laughs> everything they're on a fucking bridge shooting the scene with a telephoto lens and so they're like well we can't set up a massive dolly track so zooms bam because we got to give yeah. the camera movement still or God, we don't want to just set it on a tripod a good you know? look yeah it is it but i think that's like part of it is just the kind of run and gun shooting on location it's like less like ah, there's probably no sets in this at all like it's all did you on, like no, did, it is there's not a single yeah, set and that, built that it feels which like is, it, which it feels pretty, real pretty cool pretty wild yeah and probably like probably I, you know i mean it's it's probably a limitation of budget and a limitation of 
time and, and, and all the all the limitations add up to where it's like we'll just run and gun shoot location that's what we have to do and i think there is a strong counterculture to what what we were talking about where the 50s and 60s were very clean and you had to it's like you sh- like everything was shot on a soundstage it's like you, you yeah to shoot to sh- it's like meticulously you, a- blocked right fucking, and like- but this is just like we're going to yeah. throw this fucking camera in a car. You're going to run down the street as fast as you can, and I'm going to shoot that yeah. shit from the car. And it's and, and it's it all feels like, so fast. There's not a single... <laughs> in the city, there's no extras. It's like... Just it, the it's city. Like, it, yeah, it's just the city. So it's just... It's however... Whatever energy the city's bringing, that's what it is. Like, the, doing that... Doing the sniper shot, that, that scene... It's they like, just actually it's like shot people, some lady with their baby. Well, no, I know, right, right. right. Bas- but basically, though, like they were like firing and people were freaking the fuck out because they were like a dude's on the roof with a gun. Like, it was, you <laughs> know, hilarious. it's like you, yeah, and it's. I mean, that and that still happens to this day. But it's like it's just kind of funny how it's like back then. It's like there's no there's no PA that's going around like putting flyers on doors or anything. They're just like there's some guy with a bullhorn that's like, all right, everybody in this this vicinity, we're gonna shoot. Uh-huh. We're shooting a movie, and this is a fake gun, <laughs> but it like makes it makes real gun noises this is, and it's like it and it's real. fucking new york where there's a buttload yeah, of people but, so <laughs> yeah very yeah you just can't get um, away from people but but this, uh yeah so what was your what was your first impression because this was your first time yeah i uh was it your first time you of, oh of course okay. of course yeah Which, i again this is why i'm i'm uh loving this it, this genre this, or this. this oh and i i just wanted to say this this does i think coming off reservoir dogs this really like that Reservoir Dogs is like the closest thing I feel like he. I mean, I guess maybe Jackie Brown, but it's like, you know, I just feel like so seventies influence. Like watching this and then thinking about Reservoir Dogs, I'm like, oh man, yeah. I uh, they feel. I I I had a good time with this. I was kind of like struggling with my attention span. I think it was just me, just I, because well, I, I watched it in three parts. But yeah, yeah, like, just just because it is kind of disjointed and it's like I, you know I was wasn't having a hard time necessarily following what was happening, but it was just like back and forth between France at the first part. And I'm like, okay, so it's all kind of coming together, trying to follow right. this fucking Jimmy Popeye character. Uh, and then it's like, it, you know, it, once it all started coming, they, I think there was a little too much of the, like the sleuthing around like them following the guys, Dude, because I mean, it's clearly like, they, that was, that was our, that was our vertigo back. Go listen Dude, to that episode. Yes. That's, I that was, was thinking that's of all vertigo. I was thinking about the whole time I was Same. watching this. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, this has got vertigo syndrome because it is a lot of driving or a lot of sitting in a car, walking, where, getting where in and out like, of a subway like six times. And, it, and don't get me wrong. I actually, in this, the soundtrack 100% carried this movie for me. Like the whole time they're walking, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm getting bored. And then boom, they'd hit you with like that cello and it'd just be like, and I'd be like, oh, okay. Oh, I'm like, oh, I'm paying attention now. Yeah, Don't worry pretty, about it. I'm, yeah, I'm paying attention. And then, and then it's just like, it gets so like, so like energetic and dancey. And like, I'm like moving a lot. And then all it is, is like him walking around and he's like, I'll order a pink or I'll order that purple drink. And then like, he's just right. like sitting there, you know, and that like, it's, it is the cat and mouse of it back and forth. I really enjoyed that energy. Same. And I, I think that like if there was if the soundtrack was flatter or more more orchestrated, like a larger a larger yeah. ensemble band, you know, something that more like a it was a, basically just like, like a 60s. jazz band, you know what I mean? Like it was very right. just like bam. Right. Like or just really stripped down where it's just cello. Like yeah. cello and violin or something just together. Um, like, like really deep tones. And it's like, you know, you know what this that, you know what this reminded me of? Yeah 
is, uh, so as I was watching it, what I couldn't stop thinking of, and I think this is a testament to the, you know, the quote unquote realness of it, is this constantly reminded me of The Wire. Uh, just oh, because yeah, it's okay. like, not only is the the main character if, of The Wire, if you can call it that, his name is also Jimmy, and he's a drunk police <laughs> well, detective. Funny. That is funny. Yeah, 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 right. He even has, a, that trope. <laughs> he even has a similar scene of like, he meets some random chicken bangs or just kind of like Popeye just somehow bangs that chick oh. on the bicycle. Just right. Oh God, like, I kind of forgot all about that. But yeah, that's actually good storytelling too. That was good. Like, yeah, I mean, it does, t- part, it does show you know, to his character without like overdoing it. Cause it's like, you know what kind right. of guy he is, but it's like, well, and I like earlier he asked that one girl about like her boots, you know, he's like, I, yeah. you know, he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I just want to ask you about your boots or so whatever. And it's like, you just know, like, you're like, oh, this guy's a sleaze. And then later it's like, oh, he proves that he's sleaze. And so that's, you know, he's a sleaze, but of, he's like, like all it. he's got is the job. And so I do feel like right. uh, Popeye was kind of a template for Jimmy McNulty uh, in the wire. And the kind of even that the scene dumb. where they go, they go to the bar to the black bar and they're just like fucking frisking everyone. They're like, get up against the fucking wall and being like pieces of shit and like getting them all. But then he takes the guy into the bathroom and he's like his CI and he's like, so what's the deal? Do you know what's the skinny? Like that felt so like it. And I'm like, obviously this came, you know, 30 years before the wire. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, (laughs) But it just goes to show. Cause it's like the wires is heralded as being like super real, super like lauded for being like, you know, this is actual police experience. And so since it was so similar, I'm like, oh, yeah, this must be stories of real New York cops. Like, I felt that yeah, uh, yeah and that connection. Right. And I do feel like, you know, uh, McNulty owes some to Popeye now, which is kind of cool. I was kind of enjoying that angle. But, uh, yeah, yeah it's I, fun to find fun to find that similar. I had fu- I had fun with it, but I was like I was never like frustrated, but I ended it being like, yeah, I was all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of like course. it ended. I'm like that. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. I'm really glad I saw it. And maybe I'd watch it again one day. But I, uh, I mean, you know, maybe. I mean, this this is not this isn't even remotely close to my genre of taste. And so I uh, I can I can uh, clearly appreciate what I'm watching. And like and I mean, it, it's it is it's influential for the for the independent aspects of it. I really enjoy. Yeah, that. no, I, I mean, I like that. a lot. You know. And that's and that's fun. And something I actually I'm I like about it is that it actually it let me know that like Friedkin made he made a documentary. His first feature was like this documentary about like a black guy that was like um, I falsely incriminated or falsely imprisoned or maybe murdered. I'm not 100 percent sure. I have to go back and look at it. And he made like a documentary about him. And like worked with like the police and like worked with them. He's done a few documentaries. I think that's cool, you know, to kind of like he's known for all of his narrative films, but it's just like I don't know. He gets his hands dirty doing the real shit too, and I like that. that. And that's what's cool. And that that's that is. I mean, I I think that's the through line on this is like I'm. We're gonna keep coming back to like authenticity. This this feels very authentic, which which kind of like that's that is what creates kind of the shitty character and the characters I don't really care and. There was, unfortunately, there was, like, no one for me to connect to. Like, with The Exorcist, I'm, like, I feel for everyone involved in The Exorcist. <laughs> like, I really, the emotional stakes there for the parents and the child and the priest. It's, like, everyone involved in that movie, I feel. And where this, I just feel like we're at, we're at that telescopic lens. We're at a distance from everybody. Yeah, you right, know? yeah. And so, and so, and so it's, like, there's not a strong impact. But I think that the ending, spoiler alert, the ending is sick. <laughs> And do you know what's fucked up though? The like Friedkin's original ending was just the gunshot, which 
was so cool. I like that but more. Then, I was bummed the with the title cards. cards. Yeah. The title cards, like when the title cards came up, I went, I was like, oh wow. And then, but then that that chain reaction made me think, well, when was the first time we had these like true crime title cards come up? And I'm like, this has got to be one of the first. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it's been done w- way before this. Obviously, everything's been done before, but. I'm curious what, like, you know, th- I feel like this was kind of one of those. And it's odd that the studio pushed that, you know, and like. Yeah, because it does, can, it does undercut the gunshot because I was like. Right. Oh, the gunshot left is me. It, I was like, whoa, cool. Is it and Jimmy then, getting shot? Is it fucking right. the fucking Frenchman? Like, uh, yeah. it does have this ambiguity that really does feel like very Friedkin-esque where it's just like, you know, what's it going to be? Because, I mean, my favorite freaking is uh, Killer is Joe. Killer Joe. And right, the ending yeah. of Killer Joe is just like, we're going to have a baby. And it's just like, she's got the gun <laughs> on him. Uh, yeah. And it just ends, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> I fucking love Killer Joe. But, um, yeah, I don't know. The title card, like, it was funny. I laughed. That was one of those unintentionally hilarious moments <laughs> where I'm just like, yeah. what? And they're like, and then he got transferred. And, and then, then this guy got, got away. Well, I liked it because so- it, it felt real. And right. like, like sometimes there is no resolution. Like sometimes you just shoot an FBI agent, and the guy you're trying to kill just and gets away. But it's you know that's, away, yeah. that's 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 cops, baby. That's New York police detectives, baby. And yeah. uh, but also I was just like it undercut the gunshot and the kind of like frantic because it was kind of shocking when he shot the guy. You know what I mean? Because he already <laughs> right. had like a reputation for like you got his, a cop and killed his, before, and his, his bloodlust didn't end. And you, it, it gave me this like it gave me this sense of like the partnership is broken there. Like mm-hmm. he, you can see that look in his eyes and he's just like, he's straight up jaws. Dude is like, you know, Roy, Roy Scheider or whatever. Yeah. He's like, he's just like, not, you, you do. Like, oh fuck. You've gone, you've gone over the, over the line. No, what, you can you know, see it for sure that it's yeah, like, that's that, a rift that for great. sure. Right. And that was great. And then it just ends with the gun. He, he runs and there's a gunshot and you're like, what, you know, what's going to happen. It, it really gave me like that. I was left with suspense and I like was like, oh cool, that's a lasting ending. And then yeah, the title card came up and I kinda was like, Oh, uh, and then, oh, there's the resolution, cool. Well, so they live. It's cause it is, it's like that uh <laughs> that's another thing that kinda like I started popping its head up in the seventies most so that I also like. Is it kinda had that like narcissistic kind of vibe where it's just like, you know, he he's he shoots this guy and the guy's like, Oh my god, you shot him and he's like fucked up and he's like, No, he, no, he's around here somewhere. And he yeah, just, like, keeps right. going because he's, like, fucking manic and so fixated on it. And then it's just, like, but he doesn't get his guy. You know what I mean? And uh, and it's just, like, sometimes shit just doesn't have a bow on it. And sometimes, like, and it's not even, like, oh, God, this is the fucking horrors of, you know, this. It's just, like, it just is what it is. And I don't know. It's brutal. Yeah. And the ending, the title card's kind of undercut it, but I don't know. It works. It's still, right. it's it's still fine. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's not, still, like, a huge right. thing, but... No, exactly. This because this isn't a movie that I'm. I, I don't know. We we say this we say this often, or at least I do on this pod. Is like I'm like if this is your favorite movie, that's cool. It's definitely not close to my favorite movie, or it, it won't it won't like. Oh. Yeah, I, I, gotta, I, I was I was fine. With yeah, it, it's it was good. It was it was it was a lot of fun. I, it was fun, but uh, yeah, it was and you know it's memorable, especially that chase sequence and stuff like that was super dope. Right, and um, that and that was like that was like the that's like the most ambitious piece. chase scene yeah. ever ever done up to then. You know, God, so like, fast and like it's fucking it, just intense. Well, and, and it's just... and it's like it's a hundred percent real. That that's what's kind of fun. That that's something that I'm like I, gorilla filmmaking is you know amazing and beautiful. And I love when I love when it's like you hear those stories of like 
you know, quote unquote, established directors, directors working within like unions and, and Hollywood and the system. And then they like, they're kind of like, all right, we're just going to like film this scene. And then we're just, we're just rolling. Like we're going to have a couple cameras set up and they're going to be in a couple different cars and we're just going to shoot. And they only had like a fucking section shut down to shoot, but then they just kept going and they like floored it. And like Gene Hackman <laughs> shot half of it because he just was in the car actually driving. And so he kept going and that like the car accident, the first car accident in that chase scene, you know, under the train, yeah. that was, that was unintentional. The dude like filed lawsuit and like, it was like, it got all settled after production and everything. And so really? it's, like, it's like, it's like that reels of like, imagine just leaving your fucking house. You don't even know there's a film set happening. You know, there's no, there's no trailers. It's not been blocked off. Like it is nowadays. It's like, there's nothing, you have no idea. And you're just like, do, 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 on my way to work, honey, and a boom! You just fucking hit this crazy dude. You're like Jesus Christ. But then you end up in a in a movie that's still being talked about today. So yeah, that's true. pretty cool. And you, and you got like I they got like that's a the, out of that's it. like yeah. the only real negative to grow filmmaking is like the safety. <laughs> like, but I know the safety. But there, there is, is that, there that, is that, a but, raw again. There's yeah. a rawness to the a, art yeah, that we charm. appreciate. <laughs> that we're just like fuck your safety, yeah. bitch. Uh, well, yeah, kind of like but sometimes I, you got to go I, over the line. I even know because there was the shot when it's like he pulled the car over and it fucking slid and it was going so fast and it stopped. Yeah. And the Gene Hackman got out in one shot. Right. And I was like, holy shit. Right. They didn't yeah. fake that. That was Gene <laughs> yeah, Hackman no. just driving. That was Gene Hackman doing it. Well, and apparently Gene Hackman was like, I don't know, friends with stunt guys and stuff. I mean, he's, you know, he's he was embedded in the scene. So it's like he had a, he had a bunch of friends and stuff. And so and just, yeah, how. He's, how film, how like guerrilla style this was, and how I like seeing like, him. I like seeing him kind of younger like this. But uh, I gotta, I gotta mention because we keep talking about Friedkin. And I know. I gotta mention he Can just died yesterday, dude. And isn't that wild? I was like, it wouldn't have come to shock to me normally, but it's like so. I was watching this with Gat, and after it ended, I was like. Man, is William Friedkin still alive? Because he's old as fuck. Like, he's got to be. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't know. And I looked it up. I'm like, oh, okay, 87 years old. He's still kicking. Good for you. He's going to fucking outlive Clint Eastwood, man. Like, he's going to keep on going. <laughs> Wait, he's going to have a new film. And then I know. And then literally, I'm like, what's he going to do next? Because, like, he's obviously, like, uh, I mean, he, Killer I, Joe was, yeah. like, 12 years ago or whatever. I, but it was excellent. And he, so, <laughs> 12 years ago, he's still, like, 75. So, I'm like, he's got it still, man. Right, uh, and he, he did something in, like, 2000... He did a documentary. Oh, se in 17, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's like, I'm like, okay, I, I can see that. He can, he can be doing something else. And then, I, and then I saw he died but the next day, the, and I was like, oh, day. no. And so he's just like, you know, R.I.P. William Friedkin died yesterday. <laughs> yeah. At 87 really no years young. Uh, well, yeah, because I was we, impressed. We can't, I was we can't like, do uh, another older director. Then we can't, we can't curse them. I know we're definitely got to do someone that's already we're, dead. <laughs> we're doing the we're doing seventies directors. They're all old now. <laughs> I know if they're still even alive, you know. Oh shit! Uh, who else are we gonna kill next? No, I know, I know. I wish I would have killed a, a different director. Joel, at least. Joel Schumer or something. <laughs> can we uh, yeah, get Joel get, Schumer. Yeah, get Joel Schumacher. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> oh, yeah, Joel Schumacher. Yeah, yeah. Please. Did he, oh, God. Yeah. Too bad he ruined watch, the '90s instead. Yeah, let's watch '80s and '90s. Dude, do you know what's wild though? I just I'm looking at I'm looking at Friedkin's film history, and uh, <laughs> he did the Twelve Angry Men. I, yeah, I know. We talked about. I <laughs> 90s, was like the '90s version. I was like, yeah. "Oh shit, I gotta watch the '90s yeah. remake now" because William Friedkin did it. And I had no idea, <laughs> and so I'm like, "I gotta watch it" because it's like William Friedkin rules. And I, but, and I think, 
I think my favorite freaking movie is probably well, I don't know. Bug is Bug is high. Bug. Up. See, that's like, that was what kind of introduced me to him because right. I mean, I saw. I didn't, I didn't seen, know he was. I didn't know he was the Exorcist. Yeah, I'd right. seen the Exorcist first, but like you yeah. don't think about oh William Friedkin, the director of the Exorcist. Like the Exorcist no. is such a it, iconic it's, it's type monolith, horror yeah. film. Yeah. But yeah, I saw Bug when it came out, and I was like, "What is this?" And that made me fall yeah, in love dude. with Michael Shannon as well. And I'm like, "Who's this the guy?" Bug. Dude, I love Michael Shannon. So <laughs> Michael much. Shannon yeah. is my love. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's but I was like, a, I was like, "Who's this guy? This William Friedkin director?" And then I'm like, "Oh, he's a billion yeah. years old. He directed, and, uh, and he, you know, the Exorcist. He directed, like, he directed like the most iconic horror film ever. So yeah. it's like, okay, yeah. And then yeah, and Bug, Bug sadly didn't get much." love and bug I, is my wife's least favorite movie it, of all time dude, well it's funny victoria <laughs> yeah, loves it victoria really? <laughs> loves it dude the mother bug dude, dude i love <laughs> we bug. Are, we are the mother bug dude it's the most paranoid induced like that and like yeah. fucking uh like climax or something or like irreversible oh, something by gasper sure, no sure. yeah uh, okay, and then like and then bug so like those movies if you want to Smoke a bunch of meth and get real paranoid. <laughs> like that's the <laughs> yeah, that's right. the one. That's that's a vibe. You don't even need the meth. <laughs> I know. Just... Uh, anyway, so uh, uh, the French Connection, though, right, is uh, it's pretty good, man. I uh, I don't know. I might go back and amend this. I gave it a three star rating just because I was sort of underwhelmed. But talking about it, I might go back and give it a half a star because it's like. Well, I gave it two because I'm never gonna. <laughs> I'll never revisit it, and <laughs> you know me. It is. It, it that's it harsh. Did, I like. I know it did. It did what it did. And it's three, three is like middle of the road. And I'm like, if it, three and a half is like, you know what? That was pretty good, but I'm not gonna like fucking write home about it. Uh, but I can see a lot of its strengths. That's three and a half. And so I'm like, okay, you know, this movie is a three and a half. But I did feel I left it being like, I think, I think it was hyped up in a way. I mean, it's a 50 year old movie, but it's well, just like everyone. It's like the French connections on all these lists, you know what I mean? That, I think that's William what really Friedkin. Me. Like, like, I came in, it's in the knowing top who he list is. On IMDb. Mm. You know, I'm like, I'm kind of just like, it is good, how? but I, I could see I mean, yeah, it more like, how? for its influence, right? Like, sure, like right. its influence on like the hard boiled cop I mean, drama. I think, or like I think that's where I'm getting thriller. clouded too, because this, this, this lives in a lot of tropes because it kind of crafted a lot of the tropes. Like, yeah. Had, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of like, a lot of the way that suspense was shot, it's similar to this, but like, this just has a different elevated energy. And that, that, the subway scene is probably some of the greatest, like, just, I don't know, edited. And I like, I mean, I love that wave that he does. It's like, it's so, like, it's so, Perfect. The wave and I and the wave and is great, it, and then like, the comeback of the wave when he gives him the wave when he's when he, caught later. When he I'm like, yeah. that's and, good. And I do, I do like that. Like, they're they're like run and gun, you know, and they they like go with their gut, and like they're they're super intense, and they don't they don't succeed. Like, I mean, like they kind of do. They like basically they don't they don't win battles, but they win the war on drugs. It's like that's kind of the, yeah. That's hey, kinda the, they won, guys. Did you they, not get the memo? Right. They yeah, won they the they war find, on drugs before they, yeah, it even began. Right, I know, right. Well, dude, it's it's so wild. So the whole thing, I think what also my my personal politics kind of get involved because everyone, I mean, any time a movie says you're a good cop, I'm just like, oh, that's not, that doesn't exist. But I think I think that they're, the people that they're based off of 
are even worse than them. He actually got fired without a pension because he was he was stealing evidence and fucking shit up as a cop. And like he was a bad cop, but then the popularity of this movie got him reinstated and got his pension back. And I'm like, fuck him, dude. I don't give a shit about that. That's this hilarious. Guy. He doesn't deserve his, that he makes, deserve his pension. Fuck that makes one hundred percent sense. Even yeah, just from right. Gene Hackman's performance. I'm like <laughs> I know I'm like right? he, he definitely no, no. just stole one of those heroin bricks dude, and sold it. Like dude, <laughs> Gene Gene Hackman worked worked with the real dude a lot enough to where like he was like he was like he went on patrol with him and gene hackman was like this is some of the most fucked up shit i've ever seen in my life and i'm like yeah i love that man go go for it get in there tell that tell that story so i think that like telling this story is important because i can i can be like okay well now i just looked into it and the real live human beings that these are portrayed on are 10 times worse than what we're seeing portrayed in this film and so, you know, I'm like, yeah. oh, there we go. I that's mean, I like seeing him. That's how you learn. I've always kind of liked Gene Hackman. Um, <laughs> I mean, Unforgiven is my, that's his greatest role. Yeah, Unforgiven. I fucking love him. In Royal, Royal Tenenbaum. Uh, oh, yeah, sure, sure, that's, sure. That's probably, that and Unforgiven, those are the two main oh, ones. that's right. But yeah. I'm always, if God, seeing I, him I so love, young in this, Unforgiven. I'm like, I like that, you know? like I, Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's got, a, he's got a charisma that I like. Like, he's a pretty good actor. Really though, I mean, he totally, he totally stole the show for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean he was, he was. See, now I want to, I'm gonna put it. Actor. I put it on uh, the poll, but it didn't win. But the conversation by Francis Ford Coppola. Right. See, if we would have watched that That's... though, Francis Ford Coppola would have fucking died, <laughs> like this I, week. Oh, oh <laughs> my god, no, it's terrifying. No, I swear he's making a new movie. I he is. It's coming out pretty soon, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. So, or yeah, or watch Unforgiven and Clint Eastwood, but Clint Eastwood will never well, die, unfortunately. That, yeah. I don't know how. It's. I mean, it's because he, he like he should he just lived get it a over healthy, with. clean. He lived a healthy, clean life, and now he's. I don't know. <laughs> with this, whatever, yeah. what, whatever Republican baby stem cells he gets, that's what. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what he gets. Keeps uh, him young. But uh, you got a money minute for me? I'm curious uh, yeah, since I this mean, is this... so raw. Again, going farther back, it's harder to keep track of that too. You know, but. Yeah, I mean, this is this is definitely. I feel like. I'm not 100% sure exactly how the money stacks up when I looked at it. I need to – so sometimes there's like there's like three sources I use to find this out. And it's – I mean, it's kind of like, oh, hey, that's – I forgot Gene, Gene Hackman's in Bonnie and Clyde. Um, uh, anyways, my, I'm getting off track here. But, I know. I'm like looking at it. But sometimes, sometimes like Box Office Mojo will tell me, and then IMDb has it, and then like there's sometimes just a third source located on – wikipedia anyways uh this movie was 1.8 million to make which seems i i don't know if that was for like inflation you know because i could i could definitely see this movie being cheaper but then again it also like the behind the scenes they did do a lot of there was a lot of like post-production for this movie um but anyways it's 1.8 million and then it grossed 51 million nice and so like i you know i can and i i'm like that might be that might be fluctuated for inflation but even if this movie was making like half that like 20 million or something or you know 18 million in the box office in 1971 that's that's nuts that's pretty good like there is no like home entertainment you know that's based off of yeah. this so it's like it's like um so adjusted cool. for inflation so i bet you that was the equivalent because so adjusted for inflation right. is is uh 15.7 million today which sure. is still yeah. considering the type of movie if you made French Connection today, it would definitely cost you more than fifteen million. You know what I mean? 
big big oh, yeah. stars on the streets of New York. Obviously, they did it all and gorilla that, style, but like and that car that car like chase and stuff would that's take pretty. But they would that'd be fifteen yeah, million I, alone just the fucking car I chase actually, you know, these days. So. There's actually something about that car chase that I fucking loved and respected so much more than anything contemporary. Is the best part like, of the it, movie, honestly. It like, it, it's like, so good. The, it's just the it's like the editing, the pacing, and I think it's like I mean also also I have like a you know a little nostalgia twinge for those like big heavy ass fucking cars, dude. It's just like these huge boats just floating on like and they're only going like forty five miles an hour, but the car's so big that they it would hit like they're going a sixty miles. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, it would obliterate a child. Like, yeah. it, would, like it would like it would like cripple an adult and just obliterate a child. Yeah, like, they're so. They're so big. And then just that, like, the screeching and the... Oh, dude, and I noticed um, something about this movie that is beautiful and actually done really well, doesn't really stand out, is the sound design. I was going to say, like, yeah. Even, even right at the beginning when he's eating that sandwich and it's like, it's just walking, all of the... Like, that's what's so cool about these old movies is, like, every... All sound is is post. So it's like, maybe you'll get dialogue. Maybe you'll get dialogue on set. And in in the scene, but for like ninety percent of it, they don't have like they don't have lav mics. That, that's why like I was looking because it sounded with those those shots. I was actually looking for a guy. Yeah. I was like, "Where's the fucking sound guy?" Because this yeah. sounds really good. It sounds so good. But like, it's a huge telephoto shot. Just, like I'm like yeah, the right. mic definitely sounds like I know I know enough to know what yeah. a mic sounds like close up. I'm like that mic is like two feet away from his face, but I don't see it. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's pretty good. Like there's a couple times you They're, can see the ADR, but like. Um, it's more. It, I was more was thinking good. just like everything, like the paper crunching. Oh and yeah, it was great. And stuff. All of it, it all great. of it was like mixed so well, and it like, but it, but it has. It's so. I guess it's like I just also nostalgia. I just I like I like see being able to see the sound design, but then when it's like done really well or like you know it's blended, then or you don't when it's you like don't heightened. see it right, and that's how you know right. like <laughs> right, 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 yeah. When it just becomes like a part it. of it. Yeah, that's the man. that's the balance though. It's I just like film, yeah, you know, it's like it's something really good you don't notice, but it's just like with our you know snot snooty film eyes, we're sitting there yeah. being like, oh man, the sound design. And I know if I said that watching <laughs> this movie with my wife, she would have bothered yeah. a lot. She'd be like, you fucking nerd. I'd be like, yeah. Oh wow, they probably recorded that after the fact and then did it. In. It was really good yeah. and crisp sounding. And she'd be like, fucking get out of here. <laughs> I, know, I yeah, changed right. my I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like I take it back. I take it back. I was trying to be nice and watch a movie with you. <laughs> I made a mistake. Anyway, uh, dude, uh, and that can you tell me what's? I think my favorite term for heroin is junk. Yeah. Dude, oh he, yeah, when junk. When he, that scene when the dudes when the dudes testing the that's the, the best. Like, when he's grade, just like, and he's, he's just like, like he's like it's pure pure grade sirloin junk. And I was like hell. Uh, yeah, and he dude. keeps going up, and he's just like, yeah. oh yeah, this is like annihilation. Like, like or whatever yeah, like, like, like this you're rocketing off the moon or whatever. <laughs> it just keeps <laughs> going and gets more insane he's like this is the yeah. purest thing i've ever seen but then he just looks and gives the he looks like david in our our movie when he's got test the go and he's like oh my god yeah dude, 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 dude. <laughs> okay so everybody out in podcast line we've got to where can they watch that they need to go to youtube it's, gotta, we'll it's post on it youtube on, I'll post, post it on reddit it. Post it, right. we're gonna we have to post it on on reddit on Squelch. we made we made uh we made like a like a short film that is basically an homage to this movie without but, us we ever even seeing seen this it. movie. It was an homage it's to like seventies cop dramas. Well, <laughs> it's because this movie is so ingrained into like everything that came after it yeah. that like it's like we made something that just 
emulates all of the other stuff culminating around it. Like everything that comes together, we like we made our own version of this, and it's like this. It's very similar and like it the is, junk and yeah. like yeah, like shooting but, like us like following in a car and stuff. It's so funny. Uh, the guy, like I was <laughs> I was thinking about our short film. When we all right, I'll find I'll find it and I'll put it up because uh, yeah, it is like the guy's face was like David when he tried when he tries the coke. He's yeah, like he that's that's the, the stuff. Yeah. yeah, but he's nodding. Yeah. All right. Oh. Anyway, I got yeah. a I got a couple of reddits for you. <laughs> Yeah, let's hear them. So, Butternut seven one eight two one two says, "Do you pick your feet in Poughkeepsie?" <laughs> uh, outstanding film, true story with real people in the cast, legendary action action sequences, perfect performances, all wrapped up in the most tangible and realistic depiction of gritty old NYC. It's a good one. You'll have fun. Well, uh, that, I do. I do love do that. It is like I'm watching it at times. I'm like. Man, it's it's so cool to see like the real city of New York. Like it's just it's, I like that. It's like just, I it's mean, un, we, it's untouched. <laughs> we talked about that a lot recently as two dudes who've never been to fucking New York. Yeah, but like we get to see it, experience it through film because it's like we watched After Hours and we were gushing about how Scorsese's portrayal, and then we yeah. watched fucking Do the Right Thing, and it was like fucking Spike Lee, Spike Lee's portrayal and everything. I, you know, I know it's so cool to see that. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's just like I don't know something about it, and especially because it's like. I never would want to go to New York in the seventies, but I love seeing it in movies because it's fucking yeah, yes, just yeah. great. Right. <laughs> it's so grimy. Right. It is, yeah. There, oh, there's hella, hella. Like I, I totally like. Well, that was I before those, it became I like get touristy. The right? Yeah, I get the gatekeepers who are like, ah, oh, you know, seventy, you know, like, like you know, New York used to. You be don't like, know like, old like, New York. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, old New York used to have bones. And go, like, yeah. you should go watch the Deuce anyway. Uh, it's by the same David Simon, the creator of The Wire, but he did a show. About oh, okay. about like porn, the 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 explosion yeah. of like porn in New York in the seventies and like oh, prostitution. Okay. It's really good. Anyway, sweet. Uh, so, but that's kind of what it reminded me of too. So, Cones of People Two says, "My second watch of this. I first watched this about a decade ago, and I did not remember too much apart from the bar scene near the start and the chase scene near the end. The film feels very seventies, gritty crime drama with a touch of realism. I imagine that they have captured the feel of seventies New York quite well." I quite like the score, a nice eclectic jazzy mix that set the scene, but was also somewhat tense. Uh, this film has some great parts, and the final act is thrilling, but I find it difficult film to get into and was bored at the start. By the time we get to the incredible chase scene, I was firmly hooked. The editing there is fantastic. Uh, I didn't like the ending. The open ending is fine with the gunshot off screen. Did Popeye get shot? Did, the, did he get the frog? But to follow this up with the... Where are they now? Epilogue is a terrible decision. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I know know it's based on a true story, but that was unnecessary. Either leave it open-ended or show Popeye seeing the frog is gone. We can't have both. Overall, this is is good, but not great. Solid 7 out of 10. It came out the same year as Dirty Harry, and I think I prefer that. P.S. Anyone seen The French Connection 2? Which... I know. Oh, I know. I did. Thank you. A fucking thank sequel. you for no. Thank you for bringing <laughs> that up because I didn't know there was a sequel until researching this movie, and I'm a thoroughly impressed that Gene Hackman did it again. And they that, like that's what intrigues me the most. They, it's like oh, because you rarely do get well, the same actor on that kind they, of thing. What they did though, the like the synopsis. I can give you the quick rundown of the the second one. Gene Hackman goes to hunt him down. Goes to France. And starts doing heroin in this heroin scene Shut of France, up. and like Is being like a happens? crazy cop, and he has to like get off heroin and like try to bust him, and like apparently it's just like a completely different vibe. But dude, I didn't know Dirty Harry came out the same year, and I I haven't seen Dirty Harry, 
but it's definitely one that I clearly, you know, it's been, it's also been parodied so many times and yeah, you know, yeah. Dirty Harry's pretty so. good. I, I'd have to see it again. I haven't seen it since that uh, bygone era that I watched every <laughs> yeah, movie ever 2006 made. when you watched every single movie <laughs> that ever existed. Uh, yeah. But it's like, you know, I liked it cause it was like uh, loosely based on like the Zodiac and you know what I mean? And it's like, it shows oh, up. Okay. Shows up in Zodiac, David Fincher's Zodiac, uh, Mark Ruffalo's character is like the guy that Clint Eastwood plays. It's like based on that real life cop. So that would be an oh, interesting one if we ever did okay. like, because we did a, did we do a true yeah. crime uh, month one time? I, I feel like we I maybe so. did. I mean, that, why'd we watch Zodiac? Wasn't it for something like that? Yeah, it might've been crime. a true crime, but it would be cool to do like a based on a true story, like in a different way. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, sure. th- thanks for commenting. Yeah, that score. Yeah, I I do want to point out the score once it, again. We talked about it, but it, just, it is pretty baller. It's pretty it rememberable. Keeps it all together, man. It, it does. I, I agree. Together. I watched this movie. I watched the first forty minutes, and then I took a break, and I watched another forty minutes. <laughs> I took a break, and then I watched the last like twenty or whatever. Like, and so it definitely like the last the last twenty minutes. I was like, whoa. This movie's great. I, I was into it most of the time, except for like I do think they could have cut out like a lot of the cat and mouse chase, like following each other through town. That it's like in the middle, like that was the mi- right. big lull for me. Yeah, it's because that went on just a little too long. Like they could have cut like f- I mean ten minutes been, out of that. It could have been like it could have been like a scene where he's like where he's like yeah I followed him I you know just name a couple New York streets. And then that's and then you can just cut to them out front out front of the. They could have had just you like know, that, a little bit of like, the yeah. back and forth, and then him being like, "Wait, I thought someone uh-huh. was following this guy," and then he follows them on the subway because that is a way more interesting uh-huh. fall, yeah. like scene that they follows him. So, well, can I can I real interject real quick? Who the fuck was it? Sal and his buddies that died in that car crash. What? Remember there was remember there's like a horrific car crash. And three people die. Like the girlfriend dies, another dude dies, and a guy dies. And they're all dead on the freeway. And I'm like, they cut, they like come to that scene. And I'm like, I kind of was confused. I'm like, are they part of the movie? You know how in like the 70s when they kind of just show people and you don't know exactly, they don't explain it. Where sometimes I'm like, you kind of need to explain a little bit because I was slightly confused on who died. Yeah, I don't know if that had anything to do with anyone. I think it was just (laughs) like drugs are ruining the city because they found like he's like, he had his his gear or whatever. Oh, is that it? Is that all it was? Maybe just the drug. I don't connection. know. Yeah, it that it's just like it was drug people. is rot is Maybe. rotting our fucking. And that's true. That was kind of the. See, this is where it comes down to it. Where I'm like, I guess it's the story you're portraying, but it's also kind of like showing that like crime doesn't pay, and that kind of like that. That's where I'm just kind of like, I'm like, ah, man, it's like if you want a realistic portrayal, you know, the guy got away. Like that's more. That's realistic. that's like, why you know I like I mean? the like, ending is because right. it's like, yeah, right. crime doesn't pay, but also you're left with. Like, Neither does yeah, the so, law, bud. You know, uh-huh, like it's right. all sometimes, sometimes you fail because you're human. <laughs> yeah, right. But um, I mean, I, you know, yeah, I, f- I forgot about that because no, Sal definitely gets blown away at the end uh, by fucking. Uh, oh, Cap- that's right. Cap- oh, the he shotgun. Gets, he gets yeah. blown away by that's, Captain that's Brody sick. with the shotgun. That's yeah. sick, dude. Because <laughs> <laughs> that oh, yeah. blood, that blood that, is so That's good. <laughs> the main reason I picked seventies is that primo that, red as fuck seventies blood. Well, dude, yeah, bud. The first time, the first time I saw the blood, I I instantly got transported to Dawn of the Dead. That's yeah. that's all I ever think about. When I, I was think gonna put Dawn blood, of Dead. I think Dawn one of the, the one We've of the weeks. I know that's why I didn't. Yeah. God, I love it so much. One oh. of the weeks I was gonna do because did we watch we watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre but, as well, right? Did we? No, oh no, no. Because I was gonna do one week oh, of all should. horror yeah. pull, seventies horror, horror pull, yeah. you know. So 
Yeah. Do uh, that, do but that. but also it's like you know we'll be doing horror soon enough, bud. Soon I, well, I enough. Think you can never have too much horror. Give you know, it to me, baby. Can. I know. Give it to me. Anyway, I want to uh, see. I want to see. Talk to me. Anyways, yeah. We'll we'll talk about that. Oh later. yeah, go see it. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> you'll like it. Okay. I know I will. Yeah. Um, here I got Travis's voicemail and I queued it up because oh. I'm a, I'm a good boy. Hell yeah. What's up, Zoomers? Old man Travis here with my comments and questions <laughs> about the French Connection. I really enjoyed this gritty action movie with an unbelievably great car chase scene. The whole drug aspect of the movie was cool, too. I mean, it was only shown when testing for pureness and while being taken out of the hidden compartment in the car. After watching the movie, I did some research, and excuse me if you guys already covered these things, but I read all the heroin in the movie was real, and it ended up missing from the NYPD evidence department after the movie. And how Friedkin didn't get permission to shoot inside the subway car, so he bribed the head of the transit authority with $40,000 and a one-way ticket to Jamaica because the agent knew he'd get fired and had no reason to come back. Also how during that same scene, the car racing under the train tracks was done without them blocking off the streets. And those were the real reactions of the bystanders. Apparently they even crashed into a pillar and kept on filming. It said the stunt driver reached up to 90 miles per hour for over 20 blocks across Brooklyn. Holy shit! There are a lot of interesting facts about the filming and even how Gene Hackman was like their fifth choice for that role. And he ended up winning the Academy Award for a character he didn't want to portray because of all the racism, which Hackman was morally opposed to. Today I ran into a friend of mine who lived in New York in the 70s. He told me he saw this film in theaters when it came out. I asked if cops were really like that back then, and he said yes, that they'd go into the clubs they'd be at, and they'd get harassed by racist cops. Similar to me, he thought this was a great movie. But there are a couple gripes I have, and my question for you two is, if you notice these things also. First, was how did Detective Popeye follow and track the different suspects all over New York City while wearing that funny hat? Not one other person is wearing a hat like that, so it would make him stand out even more. Next time you see somebody wearing a funny hat, just think how observable they are. And the other issue was how they tore that car apart from top to bottom, and after finding the drugs, <laughs> were able to put everything back to the point where the owner wouldn't notice. I mean, they were ripping that interior to shreds. Yeah. Anyways, great pick, guys. Thanks. Nice, <laughs> Travis. Thank you. That was that a good was... one. Fuck yeah, that was best, great, Best dude. intro yet. <laughs> I can't believe yeah, that heroin was real. That's fucking no, hilarious. I forgot, I forgot that was, yeah, that was something I wrote in my notes that's too. That's amazing. I was, like, I was like, they used real heroin and it like went missing. It's, uh, that is, that's like, that's just so fucking perfect. crazy. Like, it, it is. It, it, like, that is, that is, uh, that is holy 70s. Like, you, to do that today. Can you imagine the shit like, show? Like, everyone would get fired. It would be, it would be such a huge, like, fucking story. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, it's like, that is, yeah, I'm just like, that's so funny. Well, and it's so funny that, like, the reason, I, I read that the reason they use real heroin is because authenticity, but I'm like, it's a, fu- it's a fucking movie, dude. No one's going to know what flour looks like compared to heroin. Like, the two heroin addicts in the theater are going to be like, that's not real. That's not genuine. It's like, it's like, who who cares? That's I would no one would know the difference. That's so funny. But that's ama- yeah, that's amazing. I'm like, there had to been a reason to use real heroin, right? Like somebody, for street like, cred, <laughs> I, I guess, was just yeah, like, I guess, yeah, yeah, that's right. How do you get around <laughs> that much? 
it's like I'm just like they probably I, got it from I the real the real Popeye. I, oh, the real, who's just the like, real cops. Yeah, he's like, true, true. I, I he, got some heroin for you, and he just stole know, it from the a, fucking evidence locker. Well, <laughs> honestly, that's probably why he got. I don't even. I didn't look into like it deeply. Why it just was like you know why he just kind of got. That's hilarious. Uh, and he was fired. But um, dude, Travis, great. I love that you have like you have people connected to this movie. That's awesome. Yeah, I love to hear it. Older films that we watch and like yeah. Have, I know. Uh, hey, old reservoir dogs and hey stuff. Zoomers, yeah. old man Travis here. <laughs> I, I know, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I wish I was a Zoomer. We're we're in our thirties. I so. know, yeah, right. Hey guys, that's what we, <laughs> we got to start doing it now. Hey, anyway. the, hey guys, no, I'm just kidding. You're, thank it, you, Travis. That's good. No, uh, that was a, that was a that was a good one because I that was one of my qualms where I'm like, are these guys supposed to be good at following these guys? You know? I know, yeah. Well, they get made a lot. Which they get I, made. Which I appreciate. I do. When it when it yeah. finally comes around, I'm like, are they not noticing them? And then they're like, I haven't <laughs> yeah, spent yeah. five minutes in New York without a, a company of a cop. Without a without a cop. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you really haven't because they're not subtle. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, and what what was the whole? There's a scene when the guy makes like a. So sometimes this is where it's like the innuendo is either old or I'm just like not. I'm not hip to the lingo where he's like where he's like. I hear you wear your you wear your gun on your ankle so that women don't know you're a cop when you rub up against them. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course he's raped people. Every cop's raped a woman, but uh, it's like it's like what it's is the point it's of he's his a gun? Well, that, what's the point of his gun? Is it just because he's a creep, or is the gun on his ankle supposed to mean something? That's just, or is that what the real cop did? I don't. Yeah, know. it's got to be what the real cop did because it definitely feels like oh, this is his character. He's got his funny little bowler hat. He's you know Jimmy <laughs> yeah. Doyle, the Irish drunken man. And right. he's got his tiny little thirty-eight revolver that he holds like all the way in his hand. And he's like, I'm going to get you with yeah. this. And uh, he's like palms it like it's a fucking yo-yo or something. And, yeah, uh, but that's the way it's got to be. Pinky. But, it, yeah. but I think that was just like a comment about how it's like he's a drunk creep. Because it's like, again, it reminds me yeah. uh, in like The Wire. It's like McNulty's like picking up at chicks at the bar and like the fucking waitresses and stuff. But it's like this guy just like if you connect the dots. Like he just follows some girl he just gra- he just on a bike, women, yeah. and he's just like, <laughs> yeah. how? And then the next thing you know, they're like, you know, it, I guess maybe it was consensual, but based on her attitude. But who knows? Because it's like I'm like, how did he get to this point? Like he definitely had to do some sleazy lies at best. Best case scenario, it's like, hey, I'm a cool cop. Like let's hang out, you know. But most likely, uh, he's just right. like, hey, this bike's not regulation. You're gonna have to come with me. <laughs> like you know, so, honestly, I don't yeah, know, probably like, something like that. So I don't know, but there there was kind of some weird moments, like I don't know. I'm like these guys are dumb, and that's what I talk about. Where I'm like the the uh, an unintentionally hilarious. Where I'm just like, what are they doing? <laughs> like I'm just laughing like at their yeah. incompetence because I'm like, yeah, this movie thinks it's super pro cop, but it's definitely not. <laughs> like it's like I don't and, know anyone can I watch think- this and be like, yeah, these guys are cool. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that it is because of like like historical freakings you know creations and then and then prior after that i feel like he is pretty satirical and yeah. you know I, that's that's why i means it's like yeah like he know he makes a, that, like his villains where, like, the main antagonist to killer joe is a fucking murderous it, cop a super crooked yeah. cop right right, right right so i'm kind of like yeah i i kind of feel more comfortable and that's maybe where like maybe the reason Quentin Tarantino doesn't sit right with me sometimes is because it's like I don't know how satirical he's being that's why I say I just call him an edgelord but anyways that yeah he is, more, he is more he is more yeah that's no here no there it's like where this is like this is super grounded and I I mean like yes talking about this it has really it's helped me to appreciate it more but 
I still, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with my, <laughs> my final decision. I'm glad. I mean, it's I'm, I think it is a, yeah. uh, super influential, super cool story about how it was made. Super gritty raw. That, yeah. Addition to a, a, a beloved filmmaker who is now unfortunately deceased, uh, that just adds to his filmography to show that, like, you know, what a legend he was. Like, he and he's a legend. He was, I, yeah, I really still want to see Sorcerer really bad. Uh, no. I need to watch Cruising all the way, you know. And I mean, there's like a lot of movies that like he's done classics of, so um, and obviously, now we gotta go watch 12 Angry Men. I mean, that was, yeah, that's... gotta watch the 12 Angry Men remake. I want to, so yeah, and, see how he, I'm, I'm, I feel, I feel more confident in its quality now yeah <laughs> so same. i'm like okay okay that's cool yeah i feel like he'd, yeah, he'd do it justice so anyway he, um, he has an eye for editing but dude uh thank you for everybody i just wanted to say there's a new exorcist movie coming out and i'm like fuck yeah dude exorcist it, is still living I'm, it I'm, actually looks really good <laughs> yeah it's directed by david so, gordon green who i like but i'm yes, torn on a little bit I, more these I know, days i'm so. a little nervous but I, I, i'm sure it, it'll be pretty the trailer cool, was fucking sick yeah so, it looks cool yeah yeah, we'll see. I'll definitely, I'll definitely want to see it because it definitely seems uh, like they're leaning into it. So this, this is a little segue. I saw the trailer when I went and saw Oppenheimer. Oh, Oppenheimer Schmidt. He's my name too. Yeah, John, uh, John Jacob. I kill you, John Oppenheimer Killian Schmidt. Oppenheimer Schmidt. Uh, so I saw that movie, and Exorcist was before it. And now that's going to be our bonus episode that we're going to do for Patreon. So if you're out there. Your Patreon, land, and you haven't got enough of us. Yeah, Go to our Patreon. Our, our fucking ramblings. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could get an even more unhinged ramble. I'm about on to go make another Patreon. drink. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. When, yeah, this is when fill, this oh, is when it gets real adult, dude. I start taking my clothes off. It is true. I get into a silk robe. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The videos <laughs> for the top, hours, the top tier, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. So, um. We're continuing with 70s movies, so next week, it looks like MASH one. Uh, oh, cool. Good. I've never seen the movie. Never, so I've never seen the movie, and I've seen like one I've, episode of the show, so... I've heard it's I've heard it's totally, completely different than the show, so I'm excited. I'm to interested see. to see, because I've heard, I've heard mixed things, but I'm like interested yeah. to check it out with all the hubbub, you know, because obviously it spawned it, one of the greatest TV shows of all time, or most beloved, it, yeah. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. I, I've, I don't I've, know. I've seen five episodes. I, I've know. Se- I know the opening, you know. Dun, 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 sure. Yeah. Dun, opening. Dun. Anyway. Opening's great. Yeah. They- uh, so, MASH, next week. Tune in. And if you made it this far, thank you. And yeah. go join our Patreon and listen to our Oppenheimer episode because we're doing all the fresh new movies. That's what we're trying to do and, with our Patreons. And a little secret about our Patreon is you can join us typically on Sunday. We'll post if we're doing a stream. But we stream uh, on Discord, and we'll we'll do the the movie. Yeah, we're gonna so start you can hopefully making more of a thing like that. Unless I get a job yeah. that works Sunday, so <laughs> we'll, well, sure, right? Yeah. Anyway, that's why I'm saying it's it's a Maybe. Sunday, yeah. but it'll be it'll be like uh, filming, so we'll have like a moment to watch it if you wanna come stream with us. <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. So we, we just we not audio chat, just chat with your fingers, finger chat. Okay. Uh, well, French Connection. Thank you. Um, hope you enjoyed yourself. French, hope you French dip confection is what I was calling it sounds, earlier. That sounds <laughs> real good. Delicious. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll get. We'll go watch Mash and get back with us next week. And thank you for everyone commenting on the Reddit. Uh, thank you for everyone that watched it. Everyone who listened to this, you know the drill. We thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.